0: God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be pleasing to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. This morning, like we already mentioned, we get to start a brand new sermon series called The Moral of the Story. If you recall, we have been looking closely at the book of Lent all... the Book of Lit, the Book of Luke, all the way since last Advent. And this series for during the month of September will actually give us the opportunity to look at some of the more famous parables and stories found in Luke's gospel that we haven't yet covered. If you are new to church or it's just been a while, this is what I would give you all as a crash course on parables. Parables were ways that Jesus told stories. They weren't factual stories, but instead they were these simple illustrations used to make a point. They could be compared to short fables or anecdotes those things we say to bring home a particular meaning or point. Parables are found throughout the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Not John. That's a fun fact. John's kind of his own little thing. Uh, But in all of these instances, Jesus uses these stories to answer questions posed to him or to describe what he's really saying. Our scripture reading today will focus on one such parable. This is the part in the sermon where I was going to have like a drum roll as we guessed what parable we're doing. But I forgot children's time would for sure be a spoiler alert to that. So you already know we are talking about the Good Samaritan this morning. But like all things in scripture, we can't just jump straight into the parable this morning. We have to look at the context from which the parable was shared. We can't just zoom straight to the parable without knowing why it was given and what context it was used. So we are going to actually begin a little before the parable. We're going to look at Luke 10, verses 25 through 28. Hear these words from the Gospel of Luke. A legal expert stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus replied, what is written in the law? How do you interpret it? He responded, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, You've answered correctly. Do this, and you will live unsurprisingly, there are a lot of interpreters and scholars who have a lot of opinions on this lawyer, on why he would be testing Jesus and what his ulterior motives may really be. But as the layperson reading this, we don't really get any of that at face value. On a first reading we know that a Jewish legal expert is asking Jesus some really hard-hitting questions, and that the legal expert may already know the answer to all of these questions, too. It's like he's trying to trap Jesus. We can speculate, though, on his motives another day. The important thing here is that we see how the scene is set between Jesus and Jewish leaders who are questioning him and really putting him to the test. But before we talk about the parable, I want us all to think about this question. When was the last time you felt like someone passed you by? I want us to think of these moments in our lives where we expected someone to step up and help us and instead, everyone looked the other way, or as Paris said, doo do doo do acted like they didn't see us in the first place. When I was in elementary school, my parents, my little sister and I were driving home and we got a flat tire. I remember being on a very busy road and feeling super embarrassed that I was on the side of the road, stranded with my family. I'm sure that my parents were trying to come up with some plan to change the tire, but I don't really remember that part of the story. I just remember sitting there watching every single car pass by. It's almost 20 years later, and I still remember the feeling of helplessness and being self-conscious that maybe one of my friends would drive by and see me there with my family. How embarrassing to get a flat tire. What are those moments in your life where you felt overlooked or where you felt helpless? Maybe you were desperate for someone to offer help. I want us to keep that story and that emotion at a forefront as we move into our parable today. After the legal expert and Jesus exchanged those words that we just read together, it kind of seems like that's the end of the story, right? Ties it up real nice. Jesus says, okay, you know the answer, go and do it. But oh no, this is a legal expert, and he's going to keep going. So let's read the parable. We're going to be in Luke 10, just right after that, verses 29 through 35. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right. So he said to Jesus, okay, Jesus, so who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. This is the parable. So not a real story, just an example. As the man traveled, he encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now, it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road. When he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came to the, by that spot. The Levite saw the injured man and doo, 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 crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. A Samaritan who was on a journey came to where the man was, but when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him, bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, the Samaritan took two full full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional cost." It's a powerful parable. It's this beautiful recount of an interaction that is life-changing for the injured man. And it can be really tempting for us as the reader to get caught up in all of the details of the parable. Why was this man beaten and left for dead in the first place? What were the priest and the Levi so preoccupied with that they just went on their way and ignored the man? Some people even speculate that the priest and the Levite may have been worried about becoming unclean if they were to help. For today, I'm not so interested in those details. However, quick plug, if you are interested in all those details... I recommend Dr. Amy Jill Levine's book, Short Stories by Jesus. She has a whole chapter on the Good Samaritan and really goes in depth into the historical context surrounding the parable. For us though, what we need to consider, at least broadly, is that relationship between the Jewish people and the Samaritans at the time. Like Paris said, they were known enemies. And the idea that one of them would go out of the way to help another especially after their own people passed them by, would be a very surprising thing for Jesus' listeners to hear. The relationship between Jewish people and Samaritans was complicated. You may remember during the Lenten season how we talked about when Jesus was refused entry into a Samaritan town because he was on his way to Jerusalem. This was a reciprocal enemy They both seem to feel the same about the other. Maybe think of it like those college football rivalries that'll kick off in these next few weeks. Just kidding, that's a little too trivial for this. Let's think instead of people who are maybe of a different faith than us that we really disagree on some hard hitting points, or we are in America, what about those who have different political beliefs than us and we can't imagine ever getting on the same page? The Samaritans and the Jewish people were close enough locationally to cross paths regularly, but when they did, they preferred to avoid each other when they could. I find it also really interesting in this story that while the Samaritans were looked down upon by the Jewish people, the Samaritan was not a person on the margin in this story. They are traveling. They are well off. They have money and they have standing enough to reassure the innkeeper that he would pay for any additional cost the injured man may occur. It's not, this is not a parable about a guy on the margin helping another guy on the margin. Instead, it's about the unexpected neighbor being the neighbor. And still, there's something about this parable that seems to go even deeper than that. Scholars agree that if this were simply the typical love your neighbor parable, then the man in the ditch would have been the Samaritan, and the person helping would have been the Jewish people. They would have put themselves in that spot. Oh, yeah, I should help someone who's hurt. Instead, though, Jesus is giving this parable to a Jewish audience and he places the Samaritan as the one giving help to the injured man. And Jesus' audience probably would not have identified with the Samaritan man. They would not have sat there as Jesus told this parable and thought, huh, I should be like the Samaritan because they would never want to be like a Samaritan. I wonder if Jesus forces them instead to put themselves in the shoes of the injured man or in the place of the two people who ignore them and walk them by. And if the Jewish people were encouraged to identify with the injured man, then this parable may move them to believe that being a neighbor means identifying with someone on the margins. To think about, what if that was me in the ditch left for dead? Would I allow someone I look down upon to help me, to heal me, to give me new life? What about each of us? Do we see all people worthy of that kind of redemption? How do we, too, identify with the injured man? As Jesus wraps up the parable, he engages again with the legal experts. Let's look at Luke 10, verses 36 and 37. Jesus asks the legal expert, What do you think, Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, the one who demonstrated mercy toward him. He can't even say the word Samaritan. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let the church say thanks be to God In both of these interactions with the legal experts, before the parable and after the parable, Jesus asked the lawyer, what do you think? What's written in the law? How do you interpret it? And then again, what do you think? Which of these three was the actual neighbor to the man who was injured? The thing about Jesus' parables in all three of the Gospels is that they're rarely tied up with a pretty bow and explained neatly. Instead, Jesus leaves it to the interpretation of the hearer. It's a big reason that all of these years later, we are still dissecting and wondering more about the parables. I enjoy that about these kind of stories, because I can find something new in it every time I engage with the text. Today, our challenge is to, instead of wondering how we should not be a neighbor or how we should not treat one another, we must look at what the neighborly one did When Jesus asks of the legal expert which of them were a neighbor, the legal expert tells us exactly how we are called to neighbor to the world around us. He answers, Jesus, the one who demonstrated mercy toward him. Mercy. It's not so much about who is our neighbor, which is the original question posed to Jesus. But the real question is, What does being a neighbor to someone else actually look like practiced out in the world? If we accept that all of the world is our community, that they are all fellow human beings, our neighbors, then this parable tells us exactly how we are called to be a neighbor to all. We are called to show mercy. It's really easy for us all these years later to demonize the lawyer for challenging Jesus or to demonize the priest or Levi for passing the man along the road. But we're not here to demonize anyone this morning. Instead, I wonder what we can learn from the challenging of Jesus and the passing of the injured man other than don't do that. What do these actions lead us to do as modern day Christians? We've already talked about how this is a parable. It doesn't mean it necessarily happened or it's a factual account, but Jesus clearly shares it for a reason, and Jesus intentionally shares it with a Jewish legal expert. We begin following the greatest commandment when we show mercy to others, when we are that neighbor. It begins with seeing the person right in front of us and then being so moved with compassion that we act on that compassion. That's where true mercy happens. Here at Christ United, we are passionate about showing mercy. Last week, if you are with us in Modern Music in the Morning, we packed 100 food packages and 50 female hygiene kits for people here in the Plano community. This week, we start a brand new mission that I introduced in our newsletter, where we're partnering with Synergy, the Wesley Foundation just down the road at UTD, to stock the pantry for college students throughout the school year. We here know what it means to be compassionate people and to be moved that we must go forward and act in the world. But that's only part of the equation to Jesus' parable. We also have to put ourselves in the shoes of the one being served. In what way in each of our own lives Are we yearning to be seen, to be helped, to be shown compassion? And are we open to acts of mercy being given to us in general and especially by someone who we see as the enemy or as different than ourselves? As my family was parked on the side of the road with our flat tire, Frustrations were running high. I'll never forget when a white pickup truck pulled up behind our minivan and a man walked over and began assisting my family. He didn't just pull over, roll down a window, and ask if we needed help. He parked his car, he got out, and he went to work. When the legal experts respond that the neighbor was the one who demonstrated mercy... Jesus doesn't give him a gold star to put on his chest. Jesus doesn't cheer him on or pat him on the back or ask him to repeat his beautiful answer to the class. Jesus simply says, go and do likewise. May we too go and do likewise. Amen.